All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to the second annual Christmas movie countdown here at Allentown Presents. Uh, I am Katie and I am here with Emma. Yeah. And we are going to talk about our favorite, well, some of our favorite Christmas movies. Um, we're going to do one every day, at least that's the goal, all the <laughs> way up until Christmas. So you get a full 25 days of holiday films. They won't all necessarily be Christmas films, but mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do our damnedest to make sure that you are in the holiday spirit by listening to our podcast. We can get you, give you some good recommendations for some quality holiday films. Yes. And th- there will also be holiday scary films this <clears> month <throat> and Holiday action films. It's going to be all over the place. It's not just going to be like family comedies and rom-coms, um, though there will be a lot of those. Yeah. It's going to be a good month. So It will be. It uh, was probably the perfect thing to follow war month, honestly. Oh, absolutely. We spent, we spent a month of, uh, for those of you that listen to Spooky Movie Squad, I don't do spooky movies. And I, <laughs> I've, uh, for a year now, have watched... So Spooky many movies, more than yeah. I ever did in my 30 years of existence. Over 100. A lot of them. And we spent 31 days in October doing the bloodiest, nastiest, horrific things ever. And we and followed it up with November bloody horror, bloody with scary war, war films. movies. Yes. And now, boy howdy, do we need some Christmas miracles. Yes. November so. um, was a crapshoot all around for everyone. Yes. Um, it was a bad month. It just sucked as a whole... Uh, the war movies we watched did not suck. They were a bright spot, but mm-hmm. because the rest of the month sucked, the war movies kind of took a back burner. So we didn't get in <laughs> as many as we would have liked, but hopefully you enjoy them all the same. And now you're here with us for Christmas time, and I'm very yes. excited for holiday time. Um, Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, inclusion of all the things. Yes. Celebrate your bits. And, and Don, Ramadan. I love it. Yes. All of it. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa Don. Yes. That's what it was. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa Don. There we go. Um, whatever you celebrate or whatever you do this holiday season, we just want you to be happy and to enjoy listening to us ramble about holiday films. And be safe and wash your hands and wash your ass. Yes. Wear a mask. Please. Shit is getting worse again. Yes. We do not need another fucking nine months of this shit. No, thank you. I'm already set up. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so to kick this month off, we started with a film that both Emma and I have wanted to watch for a full year and have avoided somehow. Um, we really, I really wanted couldn't tell you how we avoided. Well, this we really one. wanted to do it last year, um, but ran out of time and couldn't find it because it was a new movie at the time of last year. It yes. did come out at Christmas around Christmas time last year. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't find time to get away, like, to go see it in the theater, so we had to wait till it came out on, on streaming, and then, you know, even Life. if it's on streaming, like, we both also have <clears throat> lives and jobs and there's kids, kids and... and all sorts of things, so... <laughs> All the so things. we didn't find we couldn't find time to watch it, but we thought it was the perfect movie to start off this month, and we started with Last Christmas, starring Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. So if you haven't heard of this movie, I'm not surprised. It came out last year, so if you weren't big on watching TV last year or ads, I guess, and watching like your YouTube videos, yeah. you probably didn't see a lot of. You haven't heard a lot of hype about this film. Like the name suggests, it's called Last Christmas. And yes, you do hear that song, Last Christmas, by Wham, in it multiple times. Um, The main character is played by Amelia Clark, and she is obsessed with George Michaels and Wham. There's posters of them all over her bedroom. She sings, like, the soundtrack is basically just 
the entire collection of every every main <laughs> hit you would have ever heard by George Michael. Yeah, the or only Ram thing that was or... missing was Careless Whisper, which is honestly really sad. Like I needed oh, yeah. some Careless Whisper in this film a little bit. But <laughs> if there had been an extended sex scene, there would have been Careless Whisper. Oh, in there you fucking for know! Sure. You fucking know! If there's... they're gonna start making out and clothes there's... are coming off, you're gonna yeah. hear a. <laughs> And yeah, there's probably phenomenal. There's probably a deleted scene on the DVD somewhere oh, of or on the Blu-ray is. that's like oh, Or yeah. in a blooper where somebody just hits it while they're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Yes. Oh. Uh, so if you saw the previews <clears throat> for this film, um, you would know that this is going to be a rom com. Yes. Um, and like all rom coms, you know, there's a girl and she's unhappy in life, and a guy who isn't necessarily unhappy in life, but knows exactly what to say and to do to make to get her out of her unhappy rut, and then yep. they're happy, and that's how rom coms are. Or vice versa. You yeah. get a girl who's not necessarily unhappy, but knows how to talk to a guy who's super pissed. Yeah. You get somebody somewhere yes. who is pissed. One person is a crabby person, yes. and the other person is like, one's the crabby, living one's a great life. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Uh, so this movie follows Amelia Clark. She works in a Christmas shop in London, mm-hmm. which is where this whole entire film takes place. Called Yuletide. It's very it's cute. So cute. It's this little, like, Christmas tchotchke shop. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. She has to dress as an elf for work, and she's a disgruntled elf. Like, kind of think Zoe Deschanel in Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just like, I'm just trying to get by. Like, I'm doing the bare minimum here. Like, just get me through with this. Like, I'm done. And her boss loves, like, loves her like a mom would love her, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very cute relationship but amelia clark's fucking up like she's oh yeah she's all over the place she's drunk all the time she's sleeping around like not that there's anything wrong with that but the way that she's doing it she's like well i don't have a house to live so or to sleep (laughs) in so let me find a dude at a bar and i'll go sleep at his house for the night and then i'll do it again the next night and like that's a little shady so maybe don't do that (laughs) so her life is falling apart and we find out that she has a terrible relationship with her mom. Her mom is trying to get in contact with her oh, repeatedly. She's missing phone calls from her mom over and over and over again. And finally, her sister shows up at the shop and is like, you need to call mom. You yeah. need to talk to mom. So she runs out of options, basically, of places to live. She's burned her bridges with all of her friends, her best friend, everyone, basically, just by being self-centered not paying attention to anyone around her only thinking yeah. about herself which is pretty common in like 20 year olds like yeah. people in their 20s um but she's like think of the worst think about your worst friend that went through a really selfish stage in their 20s this is basically amelia clark's character and i know that you have one everybody has one yeah and if you can't think of one sorry to say it bud you're probably that guy so <laughs> you are that friend you are that friend so maybe take a look at your life take a look at your choices right <laughs> figure it out <laughs> so she's fucking up and she finally like doesn't have a place to live and she, or to stay for the night and she freaks out and is like okay well i'll call mom and it'll be all right she goes stays with her mom you kind of see their like fucked up relationship a little bit but they don't get too much into it no very surface very surface she goes to work the next day And she's kind of bothered that she has to be at work and that she had to, you know, go commit and stay with her mom. And she meets this guy named Tom. And 
her name is Kate, by the way, in the movie. I mm-hmm. should have said that like a million, a million <laughs> times, but I keep saying Amelia Clark. <laughs> her name is Kate, and she meets Tom outside of her shop, and he's just like looking up, and she's like, what the fuck is happening? Why? <laughs> and she goes out and confronts him, and he's looking at this hawk, this eagle thing that had like landed on the top of the building. And he tells her to look up. You know, you never know what you're going to miss if you're always staring at the ground or not looking up or looking at your phone or whatever. Yeah. And he's just very positive. He's like, you know, look up. And she looks up and then a bird shits on her face. Like, ha ha, comeuppance. (laughs) Like, don't be a terrible person. I think that bird pooed in your eye. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets mad, goes back to work, and keeps living her life. In the meantime, this other man, older gentleman... Walks into the store and makes eyes with her boss. And they're just, like, super drawn to each other, but, like, cute and middle-aged and awkward. (laughs) It's, like, they're so cute. There's no way to describe it other than fucking awkwardly adorable. Yes. They both, like, clearly like each other. There's, like, a clear attraction and sexual tension there but they but why neither don't one we of pick them pick up this relatively near tchotchke and yeah, discuss it neither one of them knows like how to say, how to say it and they're just it's just fucking great it's uh michelle yo from crazy rich asians they're fucking great together um but their little relationship kind of starts and then amelia clark goes to leave work and she's supposed to lock up for the night and uh, she realized, she looks at her watch and realizes she's late for an audition. Oh, fuck. So she runs across London to this audition. For two hours late. Two hours late for her audition. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insane. And she doesn't lock the door all the way. So she bombs her audition because, I don't know, she wasn't ready for it or whatever. And she shows up to work the next day and she forgot to lock the door. So there's Christmas Choshki like glitter and trash all over the street her the store has been wrecked and we find out the cops are there you know they're trying to figure out what happened and she's like yeah i locked up i don't know what happened and then after the cops leave michelle yo's character santa santa her character's name is santa it's fantastic santa tells her like i had to break the window to make it look like a break-in this like you made me a criminal you made me do something against the law that i would never do but I need the insurance money to fix what got broken and to replace the things that were broken. So this is your fault. I'm, I should fire you on the spot, but I'm going to give you one more chance. So don't fuck it up this time. Yeah. So she gets Amelia Clark or Kate gets a little more serious about her work, but not super serious, just enough to kind of show that to prove to Santa, like, okay, you know, I know I fucked up. I'm sorry. And then she sees, Henry Golding's character, Tom, outside of their shop looking in at her. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. So after work that day, they go on a walk, um, which he's been trying to get her to do for a little while. And they go on a walk and they are learning these, you know, it's a meet cute, essentially. It is. They're getting to know each other a bit. You know, she's telling him kind of just surface level, like, I have a bad relationship with my family, like... Uh, I don't have a place to live, this and this and that. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, he's not really telling her so much about himself. It's more um, him trying to help her out, like, figure out what to do next. Like, yeah. you can't keep, 
you know, he's giving her this, like, really sage advice. Like, you can't keep looking at your past mistakes. You can't. Yeah. Don't just keep looking at the ground. You got to look up. You got to reach forward. for something different, you know. And it's all really surface level stuff, but he's doing it in a way um, that is opening her up mm-hmm. to being more open with him and being more honest. So it's good. She tells him, like, she has a, an audition for Frozen and <laughs> Frozen on Ice. <laughs> and she's never skated before, ice skated before in her life. So the next day or over the next couple of days, yeah. they meet up again and he takes her on a walk and they end up at an ice skating rink and he teaches her how to ice skate yep. for her audition. She tells him, you know, she's homeless. He takes her to the homeless shelter, which is actually where he volunteers. And mm-hmm. she's just like, you are fucking fake. Like, don't, don't at me. You, <laughs> you, yeah. there's no way that you're this perfect. Like, you look up, you don't, you have a cell phone, you do yeah. all these things, you volunteer. What's your deal? What's wrong with you? Are you going to, are you a serial killer? Like, what, what bullshit is this? <laughs> That scene is the best. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you, you know, you're kind of serial killery? No, at least not more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking classic. <laughs> Solid lines. It's basically cutesy, 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 cutesy. Yeah. And then, and then he takes her he takes her to his apartment. Um Well, this is after he's disappeared for a couple of days. Oh yeah, yeah. She can't find him and she's looking everywhere. Yeah, she slowly is starting to turn the tide. Like, as he is disappearing or harder to find because he doesn't carry a cell phone on him, she's like, okay, well, you know, where would he be? What would he be doing? And Mm -hmm. he'd be volunteering at the homeless shelter. So she goes there and she kind of starts to volunteer for them. And she goes to this, like, bench area where he showed her this, like, secret little hidden garden area and starts to kind of talk with the people and... She starts to be a better employee, and she starts drinking less. She starts to be better with her family. She's Takes like, her mom out and about. Yeah, she's like mending all her bridges that she had previously burned. Yeah. And um, then he pops up again, and she's like, I've missed you a lot. Like, where have you been? And he kind of expl- like says, you know, you can't really depend on me. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not a dependable guy. And... It's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It was it was weird, but like, okay, sure, he's a commitment phobe, sure, why not? Yeah. And then he takes her to his place, and they have this really deep conversation where she's telling him about her heart surgery. So we find out that last Christmas, she had a heart transplant, and it was just horrible. And she feels like as soon as um, she got a new heart... She was a different person. Everyone in her family, everyone around her expected her to go back to normal, that the way Mm -hmm. things were before her transplant. But after and when she had a new heart in her, she just felt completely different. Not not the same and there was no way to go back. Yeah. And he kind of sympathized with her and was like, okay, well, that sucks. Like, I don't know how to help you through this, but I understand that. And you have to make the heart that's in you now. You have to make it your own. You have to, you can't just keep... Repeating your same patterns or whatever. I like the way he talked about it, too, because he kept saying, you know, being special is overrated. There's nothing... Being normal is overrated. There's nothing, anything about being anything other than you and human. And you just have to find a way to be that and to look up. Yeah. And it just... I don't know. It puts it in perspective, not only for the movie, but... 
Yeah, it was really good. It, it'll make you think for a minute. Yeah. So, and then <clears throat> she's like, can we lay down? And she's kind of like, let's fucking have sex right now. And he's like, sure, why not? She lays down. They don't have sex. He, like, tucks her in. It's very cute. And he just, like, sits on the side of the bed. And she's like, bruh, I thought we were going to, like, fool around. And he's like. She's like, I gave you eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. I gave you that nudge nudge. And, and she, you're sitting here tucking me in. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I think you need to sleep. sleep at, at least take a nap. Like, you're pretty drunk. And yeah. all these things, have, you know, you've had a lot. You just poured uh, your emotional soul out to me. Like, yeah. let's take a breather, okay? And then they have a little song duet and they kiss. And then she goes to sleep. And when, and then the next day, it's back to normal. He's, he's gone. She's... He's gone. She goes to work. And she has this new outlook on life, kind of. She's definitely turned a leaf in telling him about her heart transplant and how she doesn't feel like herself anymore. She starts being a really good employee. She takes the time out of out of her normal day to make sure that the guy who was making eyes at her mm-hmm. boss, like to make sure that that happens, that they end up together because they're both kind of awkward about it and don't really know what to do. She takes her mom out and... She starts singing again. Mending her relationship. Yeah, she starts singing again, which she had kind of been uh, holding back on for quite a while. And she raises a bunch of money for the homeless shelter. And she puts on a show. Mm -hmm. She starts, like, saving up money to to put on a Christmas program. Yeah. All to benefit the homeless shelter. With members of the homeless shelter as the program. Yeah, so they're going to showcase their talents and their singing and... All sorts of stuff. So it's actually a really awesome idea. It's very wholesome. It is very wholesome. She hasn't seen Tom in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And she really wants him, you know, to be involved, to come see the show and do all these things. And she's pining after him because they're clearly like falling in love with each other. And she goes to his apartment and there's another person in there, like a random dude. And she's like, oh, well, where's Tom? Where, you know, what's going on? What's this? What's this? And he's like, what are you talking about, Tom? There's, there's nobody's been living in here. This house has been empty for, or this apartment's been empty for almost a year. And she's like, what the fuck? Well, there was definitely someone here because I was here like last week with him. Opens a cupboard and he's Opens like, oh, well, this is weird. There's a <laughs> fucking she's, phone. And she's like, oh, he left his phone. No wonder it died. <laughs> and yeah, but basically the they think that the person is a squatter, uh, that Tom was a squatter. And she is asking the realtor. We find out the guy was a realtor. She's asking him all these questions like, what the fuck? Where's the guy who lives here? Or what Mm -hmm. happened? And what's going on? And he's like, oh, it's actually a really sad story. Yeah. And then comes the plot twist of this film that I did not see coming at all. Like, Yeah, no. (laughs) They did a really fucking good job. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um. So the realtor explains that the reason that the house has been empty is because the previous owner had died. And Amelia The Clark last Christmas. Had died on Christmas last year. And she was confused and like, oh, well, who was the previous owner? Because she's still looking for Tom. Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck could he have gone? And he says, oh, it was a young guy uh, named uh, Webster was, mm-hmm. his, was his name. And Tom's last name was Webster. 
So he tells her the story of how Tom died, basically. Like he was riding his bike, doing his deliveries or something and got hit by a bus and ended up in the hospital. And then she is having flashbacks of her time in the hospital when she got her heart transplant. And we come full circle and find out that the heart that is in her is actually Tom's heart. Yeah. And that's why she has such a strong connection with him and is able to... Why he's not weird about her talking about her transplant. He doesn't feel bad for her. Yes. So basically all of the times that we've seen Henry Golding on screen and Tom's character on screen, um, it's all been in her imagination. She's been having these hallucinations associated with her transplant that have been helping her get past the idea of not being herself and yeah. getting her back into itself. And it's a really, really like meta as fuck story um, from yeah. that point on because you realize, you know, the always look up. It's all these different areas where she was supposed to look up that Tom, that were important to Tom's life. Yeah. That her heart is seemingly telling her like, okay, this is, this place is important to me. Look yeah. up. And we find out that the bench that she was sitting on in the little garden is his bench. Fun fact, the date that's on the bench Mm -hmm. for Tom's thing is he died in 2016 Mm -hmm. because that's when George Michael had a heart attack. Yep. So that's why they chose to put the 2016 on his little plaque on the bench. She comes to these realizations. She has a breakdown, of course, like you would when you're fucking, you realize you're dating a ghost. You're dating yourself. (laughs) You're, yeah, you're dating yourself, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> but after her little breakdown is over, she picks herself back up. And with the help of Tom's heart and yep. the memories that are seemingly attached to Tom now, yeah, she goes on with her life. She continues to sing. She puts on that show. She fixes her relationship with her sister and her mom and... It's a really cute story, and it all kind of ties up at the end, mm-hmm. like a, any other rom-com. All the little <clears throat> loose ends are kind of tie up at the end, and it's really fucking cute. You will literally never hear the song "Last Christmas" the same. Yeah, "Last I've Christmas," ever... I gave you my heart. The Fuck yeah, it. like no, Jesus. Like, I I told Katie I was like, huh. I wonder how they came up with this movie, uh, sitting around listening to this song and somebody goes, you know what would make a great movie? So Somebody <laughs> dies, gives their heart to somebody else, and it's the whole damn song. Yeah. And we ruin it for everyone. <laughs> so, uh, to make you even more mad, this movie was written over the course of 10 years by Emma Thompson and her husband. Yeah. They came up with this whole story revolving around that George Michael song. Thanks, Emma Thompson. I used to like you a lot. I still still like like you a lot. lot, But I'm really mad. Dame Emma Thompson is the best. But I still Uh, fucking love you. She's amazing. She's, oh, Lord have mercy. She's great. She is incredible. Um, So that's basically the entirety of the film. Um, You should go watch it. We already just spoiled it for you, so sorry about it, but... We told you to watch it beforehand, so. <laughs> you should know by now after a year with us on this podcast. We like to you are spoil just things. joining us, welcome aboard. Um, we are spoilers. Uh, yes. You should know when you see the description of this episode before you listen to it, the movie is there. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Yes. Just, 
Unless you like having things spoiled. And then listen to us first and take our opinions into your movie with you. Yes. We make great company. Uh, we are there to make sure you know all the plot turns and twists before you enter the movie. So you're welcome. Yes. Okay. But also watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's great. All right. So some fun facts about this movie. Um, Amelia Clark did all her own singing yes. for the film, which is actually kind of incredible. It's I'm going to say it's not the best singing that I've ever heard in a film. Like but she's clearly great. not like a Sia or a Megan Trainer type. Like she's not a professional singer, but she's good. Like, she's got pipes. It's pretty... She made it work. Pretty impressive. This was filmed on location in London, as I said, and in order to avoid the crowds during Christmas time in London, most of the the shots were filmed at starting at 2 a.m. So they filmed in the middle of the night so that nobody was around and they weren't going to bother anybody and have to keep asking for people to leave (laughs) um there is a cameo um andrew rigidly from wham he's an original member of the band wham he was actually in the crowd during the performance at the homeless shelter so that was really fucking cool like i said this entire soundtrack is basically a tribute to george michael and wham (laughs) every song is all of them george michaels or wham um we were about 15 minutes into this movie and katie goes all right damn wham you're just all up in this movie yeah <laughs> it is an incredible movie for lots of reasons not just for the romantic story of it not just for the plot twist not just for the self-actualization that this movie is but every little side story in this movie is so fucking relevant. Like, every little bit of it. Mm-hmm. There's race issues. Mm-hmm. There's country issues. There's sexuality issues. There's mixed couple issues. Yeah. There's literally... Like, for instance, the shop owner, Santa. Her name is not Santa. No. Her name is... What was it? I don't want to say it wrong. You're going to say it wrong. I'm so going to say it wrong. She's got this beautiful name... That I have no idea how to pronounce. And she doesn't think that anyone will learn how to pronounce her name mm-hmm. correctly. So whatever business she's in, she changes her name. Like when she owned a pet shop, her name was Kitty. When she owned a bake shop, her name was Muffin. Yeah. Like she just goes with the flow. And it, I don't I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's so great. Yeah. You, it's you really, just gotta really good. watch it. It's really good. You should definitely check this film out. All right. So, Emma, who was your favorite character in this film? I loved Santa. Santa, I'm not going to lie, was my number one favorite character. I mean... Yes. The, Santa my, was so good. <laughs> you, it's it's too easy to name the main characters of this movie as your favorite character. Yeah. Because they are. Because you literally, from the word go, you're like, all right, I'm on board with this mm-hmm. person. Even when Amelia Clark is being a little hooker, I'm like, I still like her. She's got balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but Santa. Santa is the MVP of this movie. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her. My second honorable mention as a favorite character is the heart. Not the main characters. Because they're technically one person. Spoiler. We already spoiled it. But the heart is the other favorite character. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't make decisions well, so... But like I said, Santa is my favorite. What about you? Um, I think my favorite character is probably Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 
really easy to <laughs> pick the main characters of this film, but I really liked Tom more than anyone else. I don't think, a, like, aside from Santa and Amelia Clark's character, yeah. nobody else really had enough screen time to justify being yeah. a main or, like... Except except her family, kind of. Yeah, but her family was problematic. Like oh, much. Like, much I, I love Emma Thompson, and typically she's my favorite character in a lot of movies mm-hmm. with Emma Thompson in them, but... There was a lot of problem. The first half of this movie is just riddled with family issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stems from the mom just being overbearing. And yeah. and it made me, made her not my favorite. So yeah. She's very helicoptery. Yeah, she is. So, I mean, it makes sense. She had a sick yeah. kid. So, But Tom is definitely my favorite. He's so upbeat and yeah. so... He's very optimistic. He's incredibly optimistic and... If I had a friend like Tom, I would call them out on their weird bullshit because, like... <laughs> Why do you because, keep telling me to look up and tell me because, a bird shitting in yeah, my eye is lucky? Yeah, he's Get very, out. he's very like, <laughs> aloof. <laughs> like, kind of just out there. Did you just call me aloof? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he's a genuinely good guy, and um, it's really cool. I mean in rom-coms typically there's always like one of the main characters is like the shiny white knight overly wonderful overly wonderful um because they have to be to bring the shitty person out of their little ditch (laughs) (laughs) but i really like tom's character a lot all right uh what about your least favorite character (sighs) this one was difficult um there's like we mentioned the family's got a lot of issues Mm -hmm. and there are Parts of the family that I would consider my least favorite character. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily the person because there's so much that goes into why they're that way. Yeah. But if I have to pick somebody shitty, I'd probably pick the sister, honestly. Yeah. Just because Amelia, Kate, Katarina, or however you say her name, she has accepted the sister for being gay. Yeah. She doesn't care. She's trying to encourage her to say, look. This is who I am. You need like, to bring be, your girlfriend around. You are so happy with your girlfriend. Why won't you let anyone meet your girlfriend? Like, I understand that you're scared, but like, you're happy. Yeah. And her sister gets real personal about it and gets all bitchy. And I'm like, why? Why, why yeah. you gotta act like a bitch? Why can't you just talk about it? Jesus. Like, I... I can't say that I understand personally because I've never been fully lesbian ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm about as bi as the definition in the dictionary. Everyone that knows me knows that. It's part of the joke when I get drunk. But that aside, I don't like how bitter she gets yeah. all the time about everything. Oh, yeah. She's holding so much resentment mm-hmm. towards Kate for... For their mom's problems, like, yeah. yes, Kate was sick, and yes, Kate is kind of a mess and doesn't, like, doesn't really take care <clears throat> of her shit, doesn't really have a good handle on her own shit, but she is not asking, and any at any point, does she ask for the family's assistance nope. in helping her take care of her shit? She's not asking for her mm-hmm. mom to, like, prim and preen over her. She's not asking you know, for any of this special treatment that she get is getting. Yeah. And her sister du- can't 
split the two, can't separate the two mm-hmm. actions. She sees Kate. Kate's character being like spoiled, spoiled, princessy. being spoiled, and just has all this resentment for towards Kate for it, rather yeah. than resentment towards the parents for spoiling yeah. her. Like that's not Kate's fault. She's literally done everything she can to stop her parents from spoiling her, and they keep doing it. Yeah, and. Her sister's holding a lot in. So if there was a continuation of this movie, it would be really interesting to see where her sister goes Mm -hmm. out of this whole thing because especially after having the argument i didn't want to be a lawyer you made me be a lawyer and now like what am i supposed to do with what i want to do with my life like yeah would she have stayed a lawyer would she have actually yeah like because there's she... more acceptance yeah because we end. get to see you know she does bring her um girlfriend around alba she gets to meet the family they do like a whole christmas dinner mm-hmm. it's like the following year they're spending time together or whatever and Hooray, finally, there's acceptance yeah. and at somewhat, but it'd be really interesting to see her, how her character grows and learns to kind of get over the fact yeah. about all of this, all the resentment she holds towards uh, Kate. I agree. What about you? Uh, my least favorite character is the racist asshole on the bus. Oh, yeah, that guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> he gets literally 20 seconds of screen time, and I'm like, you can just he was fuck the worst. all the way off. Absolutely. He was the fucking worst person in this whole film. Always. Okay, Racists are the worst. I have the best quote for this. I saw this on a GIF the other day, and I'm like, where do I use this? Where and how do I use this? Now I know. Right now. Right here. This is how. So... I forget what show it's from, but she goes, you can shut the fuck up. Shut all the way the fuck up. Like, go to shut the fuck up mountain and shut all the way until there are no more fucks to be shut up. (laughs) That is the best fucking way that I can think to describe this 20 second jerk on this show. Oh, what a piece of garbage. So basically, Amelia Clark or Kate and her family are uh, immigrants from Yugoslavia mm-hmm. or what was formerly Yugoslavia. They, her parents left during the war. I, it sounded like the kids were alive at the time of uh-huh. when they left and immigrated. Because in the beginning of the movie, they were in Yugoslavia. Okay. And they immigrated to uh, Britain or to mm-hmm. London um, and now they live there. And there's a whole bunch of immigrants from Yugoslavia in uh, London, and I guess it's a big problem. Yeah. Because uh, it's happened over the last, like, decade. Yeah. Well, it's a problem to racists, because people are dicks. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. Live wherever you want to live. I'm like, right. You ain't hurting nobody. I'm not, like, I don't got a problem with you. But a lot of people, I guess, in the London area, like all over the world, have problems with people who are different than them. So her mom is dealing with all of this stress and panic and anxiety about being forced to leave London, you know, Mm. the place that they've called home for a decade or more. And so we see that throughout the film. And then there's a scene on the bus where Kate is going from her job to, to her parents' house. And there's a couple speaking, I don't know what language they speak in Yugoslavia. Um, but Slavic. Slavic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. They're speaking Slavic on the bus and, uh, this racist prick is just like yells at them like you're in our country speak speak english uh go back to your own country blah you know mm-hmm. all the typical like 
kind of how it sounds when an American goes up to any Hispanic person and says, you're in America, why can't you learn English? Yeah, just fucking racist ass bullshit. Yeah. And he gets off the bus at his stop and the couple is clearly frightened because they've just been fucking accosted on a bus and everyone's staring at them because they just got accosted. And Kate, this is after she's kind of done her heel turn from crappy, shitty, horrible person to... Mm -hmm decent human being um she sits down next to them and starts talking to them in slavic because she does know how to speak it and she's like you have every right to live here you know this is your country you this, are welcome yeah. you are welcome here and she just reassures them like it's this that's one out of a million like fuck that guy basically yeah and it's a really heartwarming moment and every time someone sticks up to racism uh, that's like my favorite part in the film. Yep. <laughs> um, like it always follows my least favorite part in the film, yeah. which is the racist part. Um, but it happens in films all over the place. It's happening in the world right now. So if yeah. you see something, say something. Don't let people be shitty to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh, seven word synopsis. Yes. I have a couple funny ones and then, you know, a serious one, I guess. Okay. But, Go ahead. All right. I have get to work, elf. Time to sparkle. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Santa. Um, And then looking up and looking around improves everything. True. And George Michael, my new forever Christmas album. (laughs) And then my two alliteratives, one's funny and one is serious. Um, Sauerkraut specialist swoons over sweet Santa shop owner. Oh, it was adorable. Oh, it was fucking great. Their relationship is so cute. I I literally... Fuck cute, adorable old couples, man. I'm yep. sitting there on the couch bawling my eyes out because yep. I'm like, stop it, you're so cute. And they're not even that old. Like, no. Like, typically when I say cute old couples, I'm thinking like the old couple from The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Like uh, old Noah and old mm-hmm. Allie. Um, they're, you know, they're in their 70s yeah. or 80s. They're like super yeah. old and super cute. These people uh, were maybe 40 they, or 50. They, yeah, they're like in their 50s. Maybe. Like, they're not, they're not cuties. that old. They're, they're like late middle age. It's oh, like, yeah. it's so fucking cute because they're so awkward and they like, oh, yes. don't know what to do. And um, he was like Richard Greer handsome too. And I was oh, like, he, oh, yeah, right. he Damn, was, he could get it. Yeah, he was Oof. really cute. All right, and then my last one is Transplant Turns Tragedy to Triumph. Terrific twist. Wow, that is sad and also really good. Yes. Very nice. Okay, uh, I've got two. (laughs) Henry Golding, Perfection. Amelia Clark, she all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's pretty much my thoughts on her as a whole. There's a lot... Okay, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm be real honest with everybody right here. <laughs> I didn't watch Game of Thrones, and maybe someday I will. But seeing everyone just fucking shit on the last season and be upset at it, like yeah. maybe I'll never watch it. But that watch being until said, seven and then stop. That being <laughs> said, I can't do that. <laughs> that Same. being said, I don't understand the love of the people that were in Game of Thrones. Like the the actors and There's actresses, some ones and that's like I don't think they're great. Except and, Jason Momoa. And, and Jason Momoa can get it on all levels. <laughs> I like Jason Momoa. You're right, but I like Jason Momoa before he was oh, in yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. But everyone who like got famous out of Game of Thrones, like I just don't get yeah. it. And it's 
Part of it is because I didn't watch Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that would change kind Maybe. of my opinion. M- might change my opinions on people, but <laughs> some like some of them, not really. The little girl, <laughs> Arya, Arya, like she's in a bunch of shit, and she was in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and she was my least favorite part of she the only, entire time she was on Doctor Who. I was like, she, you are garbage. You can't act your way out of this fucking paper bag. Oh like, yeah, get no, the fuck out of here. No, she honestly only worked in Game of Thrones because of her character. And because she played that character from the first time she appeared on screen yeah. in her entire career of acting until the day Game of Thrones was over, yeah. that's the only reason her character worked. It's because she was that character yeah. from like 12 to 23. Yeah. But honestly... Yeah. But I'm the same way with Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Like, she's pretty. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think she's a great actress. Like, I... But... Again, I've only seen her in a couple, like yeah. a handful of things, and none of them were like Oscar worthy or like oh, oh no. a bunch of award worthy. Like I've no, seen her the in way, like the way you feel about her in this movie is like you're not sure, and then you're like oh yeah she's pretty okay, and then you're like oh well woo. Uh, that's the entirety of eight yeah. seasons of Game of Thrones. Is you're like <laughs> well wow you're whiny, and then you're like oh shit uh, ooh girl, and then you're like oh well, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm right there with you, but it, she, yeah, she, she she was, she was all right. She just wasn't, she had Christmas lights on her elf suit. She wasn't great. Yeah. Henry Golding was, um, perfection though. I love Mm -hmm. him and I will watch him do anything. Yeah. He is so good in everything. All right. And then my second one, Tom and Kate plus several Christmas dates. Yes. All right. Uh, what do you think the budget for this was? Now, this was last Ooh. Christmas, 2019. So expensive. Uh, <laughs> in London, on location with a bunch of very famous people. Yep. And all of George uh, Michael's works. Uh, I'm going to say $20 million. That's a great guess. 25 Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Yes. Uh, that's a lot much... of money for a fucking rom-com, though. $25 right? million. Dollars. So Jesus. this came out November 10th of last year, 2019. Ooh, what do you think it made? Right before Veterans Day. What, yeah. a, what a choice. Right? Um, hey, Christmas. La-di-da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it made a lot of money because it opened in the UK, like it had a huge opening in the UK. Mm-hmm. And here, too, it was really big. And then... I remember wanting to go see this, and it was in and out of theaters, like, really quick. Oh, yeah. Like, it, I mean, seemingly really quick. It's, it was a hit it and quit it. It was probably a theaters. solid, it was probably in theaters for a solid, like, month and a half. But yeah. I'm busy as fuck all the time, so yeah. that's, a month and a half means nothing to me. That's, like, right? no time at all. Exactly. I'm going to say it made $200 million. Pretty close. I'll give you one more guess. A little over that time. Let's say 170 million. Closer. 121.5. Oh, like way. I was way. Way. Off. Way over. Um, it did okay, make. Okay, it made 100 million bucks. It did make about five times its worth. Yeah, 100 million bucks. That's just pretty good. That's a lot for a rom-com. Yeah. yeah. It made half its worth in its opening weekend. Specifically a Christmas rom-com, not even yeah. just a regular yeah. romantic comedy. And Christmas rom-coms have been overdone. To their extent. Yet, I will always watch them. That's true. Because I love them. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. So much. As does every other goddamn I will watch. I will watch the, uh, the true movies yep. produced. I do not like watching Hallmark Christmas films. Nope. They're too um, staple. It's, it's, it's cookie too, cutter. Yeah. It's, 
They did a picture of it this year. Yeah. Did you see yeah. it? Where every yes. fucking cover is the same thing. It's some yeah. rich ass white guy in a green sweater and some spoiled ass blonde bitch in a no, red sweater. No, it's like it's it's and always. That's it. I saw um, a meme that was like it had a bunch of different windows and it was like how to make a Hallmark Christmas film. Yes, and it was like a <laughs> uh, big city lawyer girl, small town farmer moves, guy moves to country. Uh, or moves to a small town temporarily to mm-hmm. open a coffee shop. Yep. And <laughs> meets a farmer slash construction worker slash somebody who's, in the world. Somebody who's going to help her set yes. up her business in the small town. And they don't get along. They don't have, you know, they hate each other's guts. She and walks then, in on him with a shirt off and then she's like, I forgive everything. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, they work out their differences and then they're in love. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, and then, that, and then she moves it. to the small town in the end. That's, that's the end. That's, that's the whole it's love great. story. It's But I, that that is Hallmark Channel. I yeah. will not watch Hallmark Channel. I can't movies. watch those. Lifetime, all of that bullshit. I'll watch I, legitimate I movies aired on Lifetime and Hallmark. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and like wait Watch the for my 17th to... film with uh, Candace Cameron Bure. Like. Yes. And Kristen Chenoweth, I love you to fucking death, but I'm not going to watch your Christmas movie on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Nope. I love you. Uh, I love that they no. I love that they will only get one famous person for a Christmas Oh yeah. Film. Like, Every single, and like, they're in it for 10 minutes. No, it's like like okay, we're going to do Kristen Chenoweth and she's going to be the star and then the male protagonist is just First like some actor, garbo guy Jason who's never something. been in a movie. Yeah. Um or vice versa, like okay, we're going to hire Patrick Dempsey and he's yep. he's the love interest guy or he's the guy mm-hmm. um and he moves to the small town to do whatever and the girl is some no name girl you've never seen before in First your life. First name screen actor Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's like, you couldn't just like, why not forget all of that shit? And instead of yeah. pumping out 40 films in a month, mm-hmm. like produce Give one, a good one or two really good films yeah. that have good actors Give on both Idris sides. Give me Idris Elba and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> or give me Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Chris Hemsworth. Duke. Or Winston Duke. Winston, Jesus Christ, Duke. <laughs> Give me all of it. Yep. Let me let let me just freeze frame on that. Can you just please, all y'all out there in Hollywood movie money land, do it. Yes. Okay, thanks. That's my PSA for the day. Yes. All right. That's pretty much uh, Last Christmas. Yes, it's really good. It's you should phenomenal. definitely go check it out. Do you have any other fun facts? Uh, other than it. that you're going to cry while you watch it. No, I'm good. That's yeah, be prepared. Get yourself some hot, hot cocoa, bag of marshmallows, and a bunch of tissues. Yeah, I didn't cry a lot, but there were definite like tears going to my face as things were happening. I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. I was like, um, remove my glasses from my face. <laughs> cry because I'm like, shit, I'm all fogged up over here. What's going on? Oh yeah, and the Sad next moment. the next like five times I hear the song last Christmas, I'm gonna be fucked up. Oh yeah. At least. No, like <laughs> it's it's ruined forever. Thank you again, Emma Thompson. Uh yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Um we will see you again tomorrow with another episode That's of true. the Allentown Presents Christmas movie countdown. Um so, if you have anything you want to tweet at us. You, you know, like how to get in touch with Emma Thompson and talk to her about her genius and just, you know, be in the same room. You could tweet us at allentown pod you can email us at allentown presents at gmail.com and uh, you can find us on facebook at allentown presents yeah so uh thank you again for listening and we will see you again tomorrow all right Bye. y'all toots